Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me slash discord. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, I am Cuppy Cup, and this is Cosmic Dark. Graham Walmsley's new, weird space horror game. We started out by playing a single scenario with Graham as GM and Jared Logan, Rena Henzi, Scott Dorward, and me as players. Down the line, we'll release a mini-campaign we recorded with Graham. If you'd like to learn more about Cosmic Dark or get your hands on a copy when it releases, we recommend following grahamwalmsley.substack.com. See show notes for that link. And now, Ain't Slayed Nobody proudly presents Extraction with Graham Walmsley. We're going to start you on a shuttle and you're descending from a shuttle. Above you, you can see the lights of the transport ship that's brought you here. Below you, you can see the surface of this phosphorescent violet asteroid. And you get a voice on your communicators which says, This is the Extraxa transport ship. You're descending to the surface of C-151. Medical officer, please acknowledge. Medical officer here. Mining engineer, please acknowledge. Mining engineer here. Geologist, please acknowledge. Geology online. And team leader, please acknowledge. Oh, fuck. <laughs> See, team leader online. Thank you, associates. We have a beautiful, pristine asteroid for you to excavate. No signs of previous mining. You'll step out onto the surface shortly. Good luck. We'll be back for you in a year. And what we're going to do now is we're going to flash back and just tell the story of how you arrived here. Cuppa, you're still laughing. Do you not want to be the team leader? I can find something else for you to do. Wonderful. No, I'm I'm so delighted to be the team leader. Okay. Not as delighted as the rest of us are. <laughs> I, I usually play whatever the opposite of that is. Don't get me killed, okay? We're fucked. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
So this is Cosmic Dark. Cosmic Dark is a game of space horror. You're going to be playing workers for Extraxa, a mining and resource conglomerate. And Extraxa have taken you from your home planet to the far reaches of the galaxy. And it's this really bleak region. The most notable thing about this region is there is a glitch in space. So this space anomaly, which sort of hangs there, there's like this glowing scar in the sky. So what we're going to do is going to make characters, but we're going to do it by sort of playing through the life story of these characters as they come to the far reaches of space. I want you all to come from the same planet. Can we sort of decide what sort of planet it is? You know, there's all kinds of different science fiction planets. So what sort of planet would you like it to be? It's covered in cities and uh, artificial stuff. Urbanized planet, also almost overloaded with people. Does it sound good to people? Happy with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really fantastic. I think also it's entirely company run. The system of government is basically entirely corporate. That's really nice. Rena, Cuppy, do you want to add something about the planet? Mm -hmm. I think it was terraformed in order to get rid of all of the natural stuff that grew there just to make it appropriate for building all of these company towns all over the planet. And so... The reason why there aren't a whole lot of rocks and trees and things like that is because it was designed that way. Whatever was there before is gone. Yeah, and as a result of that, can we do, like, we all eat an artificial food and we don't know how it's sourced? Kind of like a Soylent Green situation. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's really, really nice. Mm. Oh, we need a name for this planet. So give me a name for the planet, someone, anyone. I think Grey's World. And so the name of the, the company that owns the planet is... Well, I think Grey was probably the person who discovered it in the first place. Okay, now that's nice. But no, no one remembers her now. That's good. So can we get a, a name for the company that owns the planet? Grey's Housing and Development. Unrelated? Well, no, Grey was the founder of the company and who also found the planet. It's just everyone just thinks it's the company by now, that the planet's named after the company, not the person. And this company builds like these urban centers on various planets and looks for places to terraform so that they can crowd as many people in as possible to keep the lower income people away from the fancier planets where the rich people like to live and have their space. And so that's what this company does is, oh, look, you get free housing and you can work for us and it'll be great. You don't have to pay for it. God, I hate this fucking planet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you're going to be leaving. <laughs> There's some bad news about where you're going. Right. A barren rock is better than this planet. <laughs> yeah, ask me again about that again in, t in two hours and we can, you know. <laughs> Let's start playing some scenes with your characters, right? Just remind me. So, Jared, you're playing the... Geologist. Let me push my imaginary spectacles up my nose. Rena, are you medical? Yes. Cuppy, you are the team leader. Excellent. And Scott? I'm the mining engineer. Let's start you out on Grey's World. Let's have you as children. So you all grew up together. I mean, you won't all be like in every scene, but let's imagine that from your childhood, you're, you're sort of a group that, that grew up together. Scott, can we, uh, can we start with you? Uh, can you just choose one of the other characters who just like instinctively you, you trust? Oh, what the hell? Let's make a cup. Let's, yeah. oh, let, let's let's fuck shit up from the outset. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
that's really good. It's just an instinctive thing. So we're going to sort of build, build the characters uh, very slowly. Let's imagine you two as, as children. Where would you play in an urban landscape? Uh, I think possibly in a derelict water treatment plant. I like that. That's really nice. Okay, yeah, so you're in one like, one of the sort of in-between areas. There's this water treatment plant that is you know, completely defunct now. And, and you two are, are sort of playing among the pipes and tanks of this plant. And um, Cuppy, can we start with your character saying, my foot's stuck, can you help me? And we're just going to leave you talking a bit from there. Uh, my, my, my foot's stuck, can you help me? Shit. I, I can try. Have you tried just pulling it a bit harder? Just give, give it a good jerk there. I just can't get it. I, God, we're such good friends and I can't even remember your name. Lachlan. Fuck, is this British? Lucky is what I call you, right? Your nickname? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Lucky. Yeah, uh, If you just get down there. I know you're kind of scared of the pipes when they converge like that, but just get down there and kind of wiggle it's my It's not ankle. the pipes I'm scared of. It's the things that live in there. Some of them bite. Yeah, but I mean, we can bite them too, you know? What, with your foot? Oh shit, just, just get me out of here. Come on. We're going to be late. Yeah, all right. Um, I, I'm not putting my hands down there. Look, I, I'll tell you what. Let me just grab <sighs> hold of your knee and you, you push with your other leg and, and I'll, I'll try to pull your foot up here and... What? That sounds dangerous. Is it, is it any more <sighs> dangerous than leaving your foot down there where things can bite it? All right, on three, though. We count together. Yeah. All One, right. two, One, uh, three. Shit, three! And let's leave it there. That's a, that's really perfect. That's a fuck. I have one leg. Let me write that down. <laughs> leg injured foot. <laughs> no, that's that's really fantastic. So just getting your um, your characters talking for a moment. Cuppy. I mean, let's imagine that that you. So all four of you are growing up together. We'll have you sort of in a in a dusty urban schoolyard. So you'll have like all these uh, sort of skyscrapers above you and you can imagine advertising boards like shining their light down onto the playground oh have we got a name for your character yet cuppy gary glitch give me one of the other characters i mean either rena's character or jared's character who you'd like as a bit of a rival oh a rival yeah. uh, well you know rena's killed me way too many times i'm gonna pick jared for this the geologist okay jared your um your character's sort of standing there in, in the schoolyard just Describe a bit of what they look like as they're just standing there. His name is Riggin. Riggin, I'm feeling, is a quite large boy. Yeah, that's nice. He's like really bright blonde and kind of has like a, a pugnacious face. Not a handsome boy. I picked the worst rival. So Gary, and, and what does your character look like, Gary? Uh, I'd say uh, just as a nice contrast to that, Gary is a beanpole. Yeah. A bowl haircut and mousy facial features. Real lanky, but tries to compensate for that by bossing people around. That's amazing. So let's have Gary going up to uh, Riggan in, in the schoolyard. And Gary, I want you to start by saying, you know what I do better than you? And then we'll just let it run from there. Hey, Riggan, uh, you know what I do better than you? I'm going to turn really slowly around. And uh, Riggan is kind of always squinting. It wasn't rhetorical, Riggin. You know what I do better than you? Tell me. Yeah, I'm good at, uh, you know, finding all the cool rocks around the schoolyard. <laughs> yeah, I've been building up my rock collection. I know you're, 
you're into the shit. You know, I didn't even care about it. And my collection's like 10 times cooler than yours. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you could take some of those home and your, uh, your family could get some money for them. I know you guys need, uh, extra credits. What with your dad gone and everything. No, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to fight you. I just, uh, I really wanted to show you this, this last rock I, I found Riggin. And I'm going to pull a rock out of my pocket and chuck it at him. <laughs> oh, okay. If a rock is chucked at me, I think Riggin will just kind of take it. It'll hit him. It'll hurt. And then he's going to pick a, a rock up himself. Oh, no. And go, uh, all right, your turn. Shit. Hold still. <laughs> I'm not holding still. <laughs> Everybody watching? This is how we deal with tier fours. That's what uh, the poor people are called on in this uh, society. Tier force. Uh-huh. You're on tier four subsistence. And I'm going to take my rock and I'm going to chuck it as hard as I can at your neck. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to hit the ground to, to dodge it if I can. I think that's perfect. And can we just leave it there? So you will hit the ground. There will be laughter from all around the playground because, you know, you're, you're just ducking. And it's just this tiny pebble he's just thrown at you. I feel like all of these are accumulating my backstory injuries. <laughs> I, I'm noticing you're getting one injury each scene. <laughs> it's a progression. All right, very good. Jared, let's let's do the next scene with you. I mean, what injury would you like to give Gary? No, I'm kidding. Um, so, <laughs> what I was going to ask you to do is, is pick another character who you just instinctively admire. And so I'd like to imagine you've all grown up in school together. You're coming to the end of school now and you're applying for jobs. And so you're going to all these different corporate sites all over Grey's World. Today, you're traveling to the Extraxer site. So Extraxer is this mining company. They take people on spaceships. You know, they, they like geologists. They need medical officers so that there's jobs for you there if, if they want you. And let's just have you on the transport on the way there. Uh, Rena, what's your character's name? Is that Cade? Cade, Yes. They, them. And can we just start with Riggan saying to Cade, how do you stay so calm? How do you stay so calm? Well, when you grow up the way I did, no parents, no family, just kind of on your own, you realize that if you fly off the handle or if you get too anxious about things, that's a good way to disappear. So you really just have to remind yourself that whatever's happening You'll get through it. You'll get past it. It's fine. And you can always get some revenge later if you need to. But you shouldn't fly off the handle. I just... I don't feel good about this interview. They're going to see that my marks are low. I, I, I didn't... I wasn't top in any of these categories. I mean, I've got a terrible CV. This is terrible. You'll be fine, Regan. Don't worry. They need a big brawny boy like you. <laughs> Besides... I gotcha. I can uh, talk you up a little bit. Don't worry. Uh, You're going to get yourself hired and me hired? You're so sure of yourself. Yes. I used to pick on kids like you. I know. Just uh, maybe don't go throwing any rocks at the interviewers. I don't think it'll help. Should we leave it there? Thank you, Rena, for making the rock throwing a legendary incident now. (laughs) (laughs) And so you... You go to Extractor and you, and you have the interview and Riggan, Cade, all of you actually, you, you do get in and Extractor want you, uh, which is great. I mean, there's not many jobs on this planet and so you get to, you get to go off planet. And I just want to set a last scene. So you'll be on the Extractor transport ship. It's called the Exchange. 
it's lifting off from Grey's world, and so you can see Grey's world below you. You can see this sort of actually rather beautiful in this level urban landscape, sort of advertising boards, skyscrapers, just lights all over it. Can we just do a scene with Cade and Lucklan? And I just want you in a viewing gallery on the transport ship, looking back down at the the planet. And Cade, can we start by you saying, you know what I'll miss the most? You know what I'll miss the most, Lucky? Nothing. Yeah. Mm, me too. It's a shithole, isn't it? It really is. Although there were lots of good places to hide, so, you know, it's easy to get away. Yeah, but there were also lots of reasons why you'd want to hide. Okay, fair. That's true. But, I mean, space is a big place. You might need places to hide out there, too. I don't know. Mm. But I'm sure we'll find them. Yeah. Oh, I'm feeling a little odd about leaving all the noise and the light and everything, you know? Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to actually be able to sleep without all the screaming and hover cars and blinking lights and all of that. Like, how do people sleep in the quiet? I don't know, but um, maybe there's less bitey things out here, you know, no bed bugs and stuff like that. I haven't seen anything like that on the ship yet. So maybe, maybe even if you can't sleep because of the, the quiet, you'll be up to sleep just because you're not getting eaten while you sleep. I mean, that's, that's good. That's true. And can we just end that there? And I sort of want to cut. So you're approaching this asteroid and you're having your, your last night's sleep before the asteroid. And a voice whispers in your ear. You're getting used to this voice because every night before you go to sleep, you get these sort of psychological assessment questions whispered in your ear. You also know that your body signs are being monitored when you answer. So you can lie, but the, you know, the monitors will know what the truth was. And so you're, you're going to sleep and Riggan, in your ear, a voice whispers to you. What scares you most about space? Uh, that I will forget part of the preparation checklist and, uh, that I will, uh, you know, suffocate or, uh, pop, uh, part of my suit or, I don't know, uh, die because I forgot something. The checklist is way too long. Is that actually what scares Riggan about space? No, he, he's fronting even to the computer. Yeah, cool. So what does scare Riggan about space? I think uh, it's so vast, you know, the vastness. Mm, yeah. It makes you feel very, very, very small, like, uh, which is not good if you're someone who likes to feel big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're someone who just takes up any space they're in. Yeah, the idea of sort of being in this massive universe is, yeah, terrifying. I get that. Gary Glitch, as you're going to sleep, this voice whispers in your ear. What scares you most about being alone? I don't like the quiet. I don't I don't like my my own thoughts. I I don't like to be my only company. Yeah, that's really nice. Lucky you're going to sleep and the voice says in your ear. What's the most terrifying way to die? Alone. That's nice. And just just give me what's Lucky thinking about when when he says that? He's thinking about just spinning off into space in a spacesuit, just away from any gravity well. Yeah. And so Cade, they get a voice in their ear as well. If someone else was dying, would you help them before helping yourself? 
Well, I suppose it would depend on if I was dying too, because then I'd have to help myself first before I could help somebody else. But if I wasn't dying, then yes, I'd help them first. And as Cade says that, is there any doubt in their mind about that? A little bit. <laughs> but I'm ignoring it. It's this tiny doubt in the back of Cade's mind that's going, well, I know I'm saying this, but would I? If it came down to it, would I? I'm sure I'll never have to deal with that. Yeah, I'd be fine. Awesome. That's really good. And you guys come to the planet and you're you're lowering down on the shuttle. Um, you have your final operation instructions. All of you, the first thing is to set up a living pod, which acts both as your base, it's where you sleep, it's where you do your research. Cade, your first job is to report back to the exchange, the transport ship, um, as soon as you can and at regular intervals. Do I do that from the living pod or is there another way to contact them yeah Cade let's have you on the comms as well because we don't have a comms officer so Cade yeah so you'll be on the comms and you have both a short distance uh, radio built into your suit and you have a sort of longer one in the living pod which lets you have a sort of more in-depth conversation with the transport ship so I'll get that set up then lucky your job is to find a site for the mining. So it's all automated. You, you need to do some scans. You need to uh, find a site. And then there's a sort of automated shaft that will drive down from the machinery. All right. Yeah. yeah. Riggan, your job is to take as many scans as you can, find out about the asteroid, what resources are there, what the potential of mining it is. He, um, he really takes his time doing that uh, and is very careful to get everything uh, correct. That's brilliant. We'll come to that. You haven't done it yet. I'm just saying what well, these are your, oh, okay. your instructions. And and Gary, you do team leadership. Yes. It's the most vital job, really. That's genuinely oh, the of course. most vital job. You tell me what Graham just told me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> With bravado. And then the uh, the shuttle lowers down to the surface and you step out um, onto the, the surface of the asteroid. Does uh, this sort of violet rock beneath your feet which like crackles in this slightly strange way has this almost like rubbery texture and there's this translucence to it as well so you can see a see a short way down it glows i'm just going to quickly tell you the rules for uh, what's called the changed rules in in cosmic dark so if you play cthulhu dark there are some insanity or insight rules and in uh, cosmic dark we're going to have changed so each of you has a change score it starts at one. You can keep a die if you like and just have like one as the top face. Whenever you see something that challenges your mind, like, you know, disturbs you, or anything that affects your body, then you'll roll your change roll. Whenever you see something that's weird or that freaks you out, or whenever you, you have an injury or, or you exert yourself, make a changed roll. And what happens when you roll, uh, make a change roll is you roll a die, and if you get greater than your current change score it ticks up by one and what really helps me is if you guys make changed roles rather than me prompting you so shuttle goes down you step out onto this surface I mean, it's like a rocky landscape right you can see there's there's a ridge there's a plateau there's a, there's crevasses that run through the the surface of the asteroid there's space endlessly above you and i'll leave you guys to set up your living pod do your samples Call back to the ship. All right, everyone, you have your you have your marching orders. You ready to? You got those comms, Cade. Well, we have to get the living pod set up first, but yes. Oh, right. Uh, 
um, I, I think Gary's going to kind of like try to straighten up and maybe adjust his eye patch from the uh, the rock injury. <laughs> yeah, I took out an eye. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Wow, that's how I imagined it happening. Uh, and yeah, he's got that in the little leg injury. But yeah, he's he's going to try to stand up as straight as he can and be like, oh, oh of course. And uh, uh, Riggin, once the uh, living pods set up, we'll get those scans. Uh, I can't do scans until Lucky has the mining equipment taking samples. Before I send any probes out, though, can we talk about this asteroid? Uh, have you ever seen rock like that before, Riggin? I mean, that's translucent, it's glowing, it's purple. I, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've ducked through all sorts of things. I'm a trained mining engineer, but I, I've never seen rock like that before. Yeah, um, this is probably an igneous form of... And then he uh, spouts off a bunch of geology terms, but it's clear that he's just kind of trying to cover for the fact that he <laughs> he also has no idea what it is. Yeah. Lachlan just nods patiently and laughs at the end of it and walks off. <laughs> And maybe there's a bit of doubt in your mind, Riggan. By the way, you can do a scan if you want. You've, you know, they've got handheld scanners that will do a quick scan if you want. But maybe there's just a bit of doubt in your mind, because as you're going through your your list of sort of explaining what this rock is, you realise none of it is really making sense. And this is actually very hard. For you. Like, you've been taught about a lot of rock, but, but this is odd. Yeah. I will do a scan. What the hell? Fantastic. And that's really great. So we, we can do some rolls. So this is how uh, rolls work. You're going to roll one die. Well, you're going to get one die essentially for free just for being an employee of Extractor. You're going to get one die if your specialism comes into play. Now, your specialism is geology and your uh, your scanning rock. So, yeah, you get two dice. And you can also add your changed die if you're going to push yourself to succeed. The only problem with doing that is that if your change die rolls high, then at that point you will make a change roll. I think I'll leave the change die off for now. This doesn't seem that... Yeah. Cool. So give me a roll. All right. Three and a six. Three and a six. The way it works is that you would have succeeded with a one, right? Really base level success. At a four, you would have found out almost everything I've got to tell you, and a five, I'd be sort of throwing additional facts at you. On a six, you've kind of found out a bit too much maybe a bit more than what you wanted to know. And so what happens is that you look at this rock and, and at first this looks really great. There's loads of minerals here. There's platinum, there's rhodium, all kinds of stuff that extracts could use. And then the more you look, you can see these chains of molecules. There's no particular reason rock molecules should be chained. It's almost like they're organic molecules, but I mean, rock can't be organic like that. And you look down into the scanner, they're writhing. They seem to be slightly multiplying. That must be your imagination. But there's something about this rock that looks as though it is rock, but it's in some sense alive. Uh. And this would be a really good time to make a change draw. Well, my change is one right now, so it would be hard not to roll above it. And I did. I rolled a three. Cool. And so it ticks up to, it ticks up to two. Great. Amazing. And your change generally represents how much space has changed you. So it will it will go up and up and when it goes to six then you're you know you're you're completely burnt out and and your adventure's over. I'm running a diagnostic on this scanner. Uh, I'm also just kinda 
hitting it with my hand to try to get it to start working correctly. Uh, and when the, the diagnostic comes back correctly, I start digging out other scanners from our uh, equipment. Everything okay there, Riggin? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, yeah. Be easy on the equipment. I don't, I don't know what you're doing there. There's but, a lot uh, we can use here. Uh, this is going to be a fruitful site. He bashed that equipment really hard, Gary. Shouldn't be doing that. I'm going to kind of walk over and, uh, and grab him like, uh, you know, almost like a, a teacher would grab a kid by the arm, like kind of pinch the back of his arm a little bit. If you break this fucking equipment, Riggin, I'm not paying for it. This team's not paying for it. So just I know do, how to use a scanner, okay? Do the scans, yeah. I know what the equipment, what its stress tolerances are, okay? okay? I know my job. I'm sure you do. I saw your marks, Riggin. I know my job. Okay. All right, I'll be watching really closely. It's all fine. Yeah. It's fine. Okay, all right. <sighs> I've got this. All right. Shit. I, I want to take a look at the, the scanner that he, he bashed I, when I'm real close to him, just to make sure he didn't you know, knock the screen loose or anything like that. I'm really worried about the cost of the uh, of the expedition here. The scanner seems all right. There is a little bit of rock encrusted on the scanner, so maybe he dropped it or something. Huh. I don't know, Regan. If, if you can't handle this job, I think Lucky could probably do both of your jobs, so... Permission to speak, sir? Yes, yes, of course. Uh, We're here for a very long time. And I think that you and I need to maintain a strictly professional relationship. And uh, I feel like we're just getting started and you're already getting sort of, I don't know, combative with me. So I'd appreciate it if we confined our conversations to, you know, strictly professional interaction. That's the only way we're going to last as long as we need to. It's called command rigging. But I, I understand. I'll try to soften my tone. I, you know, sometimes I just get these... uh phantom pains in my eye socket and makes me a little more aggressive than maybe I'd like to be. And you do. You've, you've got one now as you're speaking, right? Yeah. It's almost though something's like getting this feeling like there's dust in, in your eye or something and you've got that right now. You really, really want to scratch it. Yeah. I think Riggin could probably even see like that half of my face starts twitching when I get that yeah. when I get that sensation. And, and I'm just going to kind of walk away when I realize that that's going a, a little more uh, intensely than it usually does. We're good, Riggin. We'll deal with it later. Yes, sir. Just go easy. Go easy on the stuff, all right? Yes, sir. <sighs> this is going to be a long year, Lucky. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. I I knew some of the stories about those two before we came out here, but... Uh, well, look on the bright side, Kate. We're not going to get bored. <laughs> we got a floor show. <laughs> That's true. Hey, we could even have some fun with that, as I'm fiddling with the communications equipment setting it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, should we should we start a bet now as to which one kills the other? Oh, I'm on Riggin all the way. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I think you're going to have to give me better odds on, on Glitch. <laughs> <laughs> what, you don't think our team leader's going to do it? The big man? Uh, I think he's going to start the fight that gets him killed, if that counts. You're on. <laughs> Because they're having this little conversation, Gary probably walks by them muttering about tier three fucking brats. Uh, get over on me. You're scanning the rock. You're setting up the living pod. You're setting up the comms equipment. What do you want to do? I'm going to call in and check in with Extractor as I'm supposed to once the equipment's all set up, because that's the first thing I'm supposed to do before I go set up the medical bay. This is the exchange base report. 
Medical Officer Cade, just checking in. We've gotten everything set up, start off, and uh, ready to start the day. Cade, we've been waiting for your call. How's things going down there? I mean, we've only been here a few minutes, like half an hour maybe. It's fine. You've been there a day, Cade. What? Cade, how's your first day on the site gone? Uh, 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 well, we've gotten the pod set up, and Lucky's taking some... Or, sorry, Lachlan is taking some samples, and yeah. This guy you're talking to is, is speaking quite faster. I mean, imagine like a tape speeded up. He's, he's speaking quite fast. It's kind of hard to concentrate on his voice. And he goes... Okay, well, if you only just got the, the pod set up, I, your plan says you should have been further along by now, so I, I guess maybe hurry things up. Uh, can you slow down a little bit there, Exchange? You're really hard to hear. <laughs> I, I think I'm speaking fairly normally. Listen, um, I, I, I've got a note on the screen. You've been there 24 hours now. You really need to be producing some results. I'm going to sign off there. I've got other calls to take. Uh, thanks very much, Officer Kate. Thanks, Exchange. I'm just going to sit there scratching my head a little bit. Very confused, and I think I need a change roll for that, because we have not been here 24 hours. It's been like 30 minutes. Unless Regan and Gary's little argument somehow sped time up along the course of things. That's a five, so I go up to two. And Gary, Regan, Lucky, if any of you want to overhear that conversation, you're you're very welcome. I think Gary's always hovering when it looks like there's work going on because the, the way he came to be the team leader is by not having any specialized skill. That's how it happens in real life. <laughs> yeah, he's good at posturing to management. That's about it. Yeah, I think the eye patch makes him look authoritative. Gary, how long have we been here? Oh, it's uh, uh, coming up on about an hour, I think. Uh, Actually, Gary, just... Give me a quick roll. I'm going to roll against you to fail there. So, um, oh, okay. and, and this sounds sounds funny, but I, I'm just going to make you roll to say an hour. So I'm just rolling a failure die against you. Um, I've got a three. And so give me one die because you're a normal employee. I have a four. Okay, you've got a four. So yeah, there's something holding you back from saying an hour, right? Because just for a moment, you have a sense of it's been a long time. You even have a, a sense of you have a sense of like it's been decades or hundreds of years. You just kind of it's like your mind goes into this timeless place. But then then you say what you're going to say, and you're just like it's now. Yeah, and I think Cade may have seen me kind of standing there, slack jawed for a moment, thinking and uh, staring off into into space, and then. Uh, an hour, yeah, an hour. Yeah, Kate is used to this and just kind of snaps their fingers. Yeah, an hour, right? Right. Exchange seems to think we've been down here for at least 24 hours. Just 24? Uh, what do you mean just 24? You just, we've been here an hour. Oh, no, it's just, I was thinking about something Riggin told me. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> an hour, yeah. Uh, exchange, you know, sometimes they, they get their, they get the wrong information, you know. Comms are always kind of, uh, go haywire when we have so much distance between us. Maybe there's some kind of time dilation or something. You know, there, there, there's gotta be some kind of lost time in transmissions, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. It's just weird. Yeah. Alright. Gary, this, you know this is totally impossible, there's no way that could happen. Yeah, I don't know, that sounds like something Lucky would say. Are, are you okay, Cade? I mean, it's a little weird, but... I'm sure it's fine. Look, I've done my check-in. I'm going to go set up the med bay. Yeah, do that. Do you think Riggin fucked with time when he... He was really rough with the with the scanner. Uh, gosh, why the, why did we bring him? Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> How does messing with a scanner fuck with time, Gary? 
Did you call for me? Oh, so, uh, sorry, Reagan. Sir? I'm just. Uh, I think I'm disoriented. I'm so used to all the, all the noise, and uh, it's it's so desolate out here. I. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Cade. What did Exchange say? That we've been here over 24 hours. We have. No, we haven't. But they think we have. We've been no. We've been here. Are you fucking with we've me? Been, we've been here an hour. Exchange think we've been here for 24. Yeah, we have. The fuck? What's wrong with you, Regan? It's been an hour. I told you. There is a bit of confusion in your head, Regan, because on one hand, you know you've just come down on the shuttle, you've just done a scan, that obviously has not taken 24 hours. But in a sense, that kind of mental clock you have, you're, you're going, yeah, been here a day. I've been working on this for a day. Look, Regan, I know you didn't get the best scores in maths, but it's a low blow. 60 minutes equals one hour, not 24. Okay. Yeah, you know, uh, we should uh, we should probably get some medical scans here, Cade, because it seems like we're maybe suffering from a little bit of disorientation. Okay, you got it. That's actually a good idea. Come on, come to the med bay. I'll I'll do some scans before I set things up. Let's set up the the living pod where you can definitely do some, uh, some medical scans. So, I mean, what, what do you guys want to do? Uh, there is the living pod set up. You can explore. You can scan things. You can go and explore the asteroid. You do what you want, really. Yeah, I mean, I think at this stage, Lachlan's gone out to basically set up some probes. Mm. Uh, I'm picturing these as sort of like semi-automated things where I can just give them directions to go out to various points on the asteroid and start doing deep scans from there. But it does involve actually going outside the pod and getting them all moving and set up. And so he's out there in a pressure suit at the moment. He's got his comms switched off at the moment and instead is listening to some music Mm. that probably doesn't actually sound that different from mining equipment going, but, you know, it's it's loud and it blocks out the quiet of space. That's amazing. So you're sending out out these little... What what are they? Little kind of wheeled things that you... Yes, yeah, with kind of tracks on them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you set them down and they go off to various corners of the asteroid. You will get an error message from one of them, as though it's fallen into a crevasse or something like that. Hmm. Huh. Normally it takes a bit longer to lose one. Hmm. Uh, I suppose I should probably go out and check on it. Uh, they're expensive when we don't have that many of them. Oh, I don't, don't want to be doing this this early. But... All right, I'll switch off the music for a moment, switch the comms back on, and just uh, say to Cade, uh, Cade, just so you know, I'm heading out to check on a lost probe. I, I'm sure everything's okay, but you know, you, you know what it's like when one of these probes goes missing. It's normally because something bad's happened to it. And I'm going to try to rescue it. I'm, uh, yeah, if if. Gary starts talking about spreadsheets. Just tell him that I'm trying to save the company's money. But yeah, if if you don't hear from me again, I'll send you the coordinates where you should look for my body. I love the pessimism, Lucky. Just make sure you check in regularly, and I'll do a scan when you get back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, have you done any checks on what the environment is doing to us here yet? Uh, it, uh, are there any precautions I should be taking in terms of radiation or anything else? Working on that at the moment. I don't think we need to worry about radiation. I did a review of the stuff Exchange gave us before we came down here, so just keep your helmet on. Don't go falling down at any holes. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, all the, all the complex stuff, right. Yeah, yeah. If you do work out anything that I should know, um, yeah, is, is send it through on Priority Channel 1, please. I've, I've got everything else blocked out because, well, Gary. But, uh, yeah, yep. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep your channel open. And uh, keep an eye on the time while you're out there, Lucky. Uh, yeah, if you say. I do. Just All right. <laughs> no reason, just keep an eye on it. And check in regularly, please. Otherwise, Gary will be asking every three minutes where you are. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's, it's always something, isn't it? It's always something. I'll let you know if you... Hey, Kate, have you heard from Lucky? I'll let you know if you win the bet while you're out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gary, he's gone after a probe. He'll be back soon. Gone after a probe? What, what happened? It went off the scanner. He can't see it on tracking, so he's going to go retrieve it manually. <sighs> Shit. Yes, we've been here however long we've been here. And God, we're losing equipment left and right. And it's all right. I trust Lucky. I think that, uh, yeah, he'll find it. He'll find it. It's okay. I I can't get through to him on my comms, though. Could you check my comms, Cade? Yeah, let me do the medical scans first, Gary. Okay, okay. That's good. But I think you're inside the living pod, are you now? Is that where you're... Mm Mm-hmm. So, so it's it, it's set up, and you know it has all your different areas. So you have a medical bay, you have a geology bay. You're in the bay. You should you you know you should sleep now. I mean you're 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 starting well not now, but you you know you're starting to get tired. Um, you should also let your equipment recharge and let the you know the, the oxygen levels in your suits recharge. What do you guys want to do? I want to do some scans first on Regan, Gary, and myself, and just see if there's something something wrong or weird before I put my equipment into recharge. Sure. Who do you want to start with? Start with Gary, just yeah. because he gets insistent if he doesn't go first. Yeah, cool. Um, Give me a roll. Okay. Um, both my human and my profession, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Double fours. Okay, there's something in his eye. Did you get something in your eye, Gary? Did you take your helmet off while we were outside? Uh, is this some kind of fucking joke, Cade? Uh. Oh, this eye. Yes, the the functional one. Actually, no, it's it's under the eye patch. Oh. Yeah. Oh. No, there there's something. I don't know what it is, but there's something. Move that eye patch. I need to see shine a light and see what's there. Are you sure? It's been a while since you've seen it. I've seen so much shit, Gary. I know. I've seen things you wouldn't believe. That fucking rock, though. It was. It'll be fine. That was some rock. Uh, okay, I'll do it. It was also 25 years ago, Gary. Yeah. All right. Um, he'll reluctantly kind of lift the, the eye patch for Cade to take a look, uh, making sure that his back's to Riggin. What's under that, that cuppy? It, it basically just looks like skin's been fused together, but it yeah. also has kind of growths on it. it. It's jarring to look at if you've never seen it before. Yeah, definitely. So it's, you know, it's, it's a scarred over yeah. eye. And yeah, it's, it's not particularly horrific by itself or anything. It's just, you know, yeah. yeah. It's, it's grown over. Cade, there's just a little line of glowing violet along one of the scars on his eye. Maybe some of the rock dust or something in one of your scars there, Gary? It's just, it's kind of glowing a little bit. Same color as the rocks. Oh, oh can, you, can you get it off? It's been irritating me all day. I think maybe it's... Uh... You can feel it? Yeah, it's just like... You shouldn't be able to feel it. Um... Thought I got dust in there or something. Well, it looks like you did. Just, just, just wipe it off. I'll get a Please. wet cloth and try and wash it off. It's a bit crusted on for some reason. Yeah, it's almost like it's stuck. Jake. Doing arts and crafts projects with your eye socket there, Gary? 
Come on, Cade. Uh, the dazzle in your eye socket? Can't you use like a like a scalpel or something? Just get it out of there. I got a, uh, you know, I don't have much feeling anyway. So just, just get it off me. It's, it's really bothering me. Look at my scalpel. Shit. You, you really want me to cut it out? Yeah, I mean, you could try something that's not as sharp first. Uh, maybe just try to brush it off and then... It, it's pretty stuck on there, Gary. <sighs> just... Just cut a little bit. See if it comes off easy. I think we have to have a roll to cut the rock off cleanly. I'm, I'm going to roll a... This is a, a failure die, which I'm, I'm mm-hmm. rolling against you. So if I get higher than you, then... You probably will, because I got twos. Okay, so uh, you've got twos. Um, I've got a five. Now, uh, we haven't really talked about this so far, because you've all been rolling pretty well. But you can re-roll any roll, provided your change die is part of the roll. So if you want to re-roll, you're welcome. This is Ain't Slave Nobody. Of course, I'm going to push the roll. <laughs> nope. A three and two twos. Oh, no. Cool. And was the three your change die or was it? No, the three was my profession. Okay, cool. And you can re-roll again if you like, as you like. <laughs> Might as well. Oh, there we go. That's a six and two fours. That's really lovely. So, <laughs> Cade, right. You're fine. You chop it off absolutely fine. And Gary, she actually does a really good job, right? Yeah. And as you're doing it, Cade, let's just have you slice your thumb just a little, just where the rock's touching it. You can almost feel the rock. You can't feel it creeping inside. That must be your imagination, right? It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You take your hand away and there's just a tiny little bit of rock clinging to the wound. You try and scrape it off. It's not coming off now, but it's nothing to worry. I'm sure it's fine. It's just dust. Yeah. So I will roll my change die. That's another six. <laughs> oh, no. Amazing. So it would just tick up by one. And and Gary, since you were having something physical done to you, let's have a change roll from you as well. Good idea. Yeah. And I've rolled a five. Okay. So it, your change score, well, was it one before? Yeah, I'll be a two. Tick up to two. Yeah. You did good with that, Kate. I, I think, did you get all of it though? It's, I still feel something. It's a phantom, phantom feeling. It'll be fine. Just, okay. you know, you know how when you lost the eye originally, you still felt like it was there for a while? That's that's what it'll be for a bit. Just calm down. Yeah. Just looking at my finger while I'm talking to him. Maybe we just need rest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. That wasn't too painful. I try my best. Anything for the team leader. Only the best for you, Gary. Well, thank you. Brigan, what are you up to? I really want a medical scan. I actually really just want to talk to Cade. Cool. Okay, so there's Cade, and so yeah, Gary, you will go off to do your your important team leader things, and um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to rest. <laughs> so you'll come in, and Cade will be. I don't know what's going on, Cade. I'm just sort of looking at my finger where the the bit of rock went. Cade. Hmm. What? My scan. Oh right. Sorry, I was waiting for Gary to go. You know how he gets. Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah. Well, don't tell him what I found out. What did you find out? Well, I'm just. I'm a little. I'm a little worried about this time thing because, like, um, when I do the scans, there's some sort of organic matter in the rock. And uh, I'm worried about, you know, <laughs> I mean, what if there's a virus or something trapped down in this stuff, you know? I I, I don't want to get space chicken pox, you know? I, I, I can't do it. I don't want it. I look at the cut on my finger. Organic matter, you say? Regan? Yeah, it's threaded in with the with all the mineral matter. It's um, I've scanned on. Uh, so I've used several different scanners. They're all coming back 
reading sort of these organic clusters of molecules. Oh, so I should probably get rid of this then, holding up my finger to show where the, the rock is. What, uh, don't touch me with it. I'm not, I'm not. Fuck. Can I cut my finger off? <laughs> you can, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? It's got Kate, what are you doing? I'm going to try to stop them. All right, let's 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 do a roll for this, Kate. So, um, give me a competitive roll, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so Riggan, give me one die, and you're welcome to add your change die for that if you want. Kay, give me one die. You can add your change die if you want. Tell me what your highest die is. Can I add my medical as well, because I'm a doctor doing this? Your medical officer die for cutting your own finger off. Yeah, it's a medical procedure. <laughs> yeah, I think you've successfully argued for that that die. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> are we rolling i'm mm-hmm. gonna roll i'm gonna i'm adding my change die all right two fives i also got two fives and a four all right so at the moment you're, you're kind of tired right and and mm-hmm. so and unless one of you wants to re-roll we're going to leave that as as sort of a tie okay. <laughs> well hell i'll re-roll too then <laughs> two fives and a three Six on my change die and a five. Oh my god! Ah, oh, that's really nice. What can we do with that? So, um, so Riggan, you're you're going to you're going to succeed. Let's have you zone out a bit, right? You will grab the knife, and it's like you're concentrating very intensely. You're you're kind of in slow motion, and as you grab the knife, you will get the sense of the time swirling around you. So. Know, days lengthen to years lengthen to it takes you back to the the geology lectures you had and you kind of you had lectures about geologic time and suddenly as you're kind of as you're so close to this rock you you experience it for the first time you suddenly get this glimpse of what tens of thousand millions of years feels like can we do that yeah and then we'll have you back in the room with Cade. Are they reaching for any other sharp implements or anything like that? No, I think I'm just sort of staring in confusion, like trying to figure out, what was I just doing? What? What's happening? Regan, something's wrong here. You can't hurt yourself like that. Why are we, we speaking need in slow you. motion? I'm scanning him for concussion now. The medical. And, and Riggan, can we actually leave you trying to force out the words, trying to speak fast, but you you can't force them out. And Cage, you can almost, they're almost coming out in this kind of murmur, this like long breath. And this doesn't last forever. After a while, you, you scan him and, you know, and, and it does look as though his entire body has slowed down. His heart rate is very slow. His metabolism is very slow. And then he will start coming up to speed again. Just going to remind you about change dies. Anytime you want to make change rolls, anytime any of this feels weird, please do feel free. I think it's time for a change roll. Oh, oh definitely time for a change roll. <laughs> Six. Six. So I'm up to four now. Ooh. I rolled a one. Oh, nice. Should we get back to Lucky? We haven't seen much of Lucky uh, for a while. So, um, sure. I assumed he was dead. so lucky you're walking out on this asteroid a bit probably further than you feel comfortable with right because you know the oxygen levels in your suits you've had a day of being outside anyway and as long as you go and get the thing and go straight back you'll be fine but i really don't like this this involves 
going out here on my own away from the protection of the shelter yeah uh, but more than that this is a strange asteroid i know it's supposed to be lifeless but you know i'm heading out here to somewhere i haven't been before and nothing about this is making me happy nothing there your probe is it's this little wheeled thing and it's stuck in a crevasse oh all right that was less weird than i was fearing given the readings we've had from this planet but uh, this asteroid rather but i suppose i'll see whether i can get it out is it too deep for me to reach manually it's going to be a bit of a stretch so it's fallen down quite a way but you could you mm. could probably grab it i'm going to need all the probes i can get at this stage this is the point of the project where we need the probes i need to get the probe out so i'm going to have to do this oh i don't want to do this but i'm going to do it just a little beep in your ear this is like the the early warning that you know you need to start heading back because your oxygen's getting low but you're fine for a while it's it's going to be all right it's going to be all right it's going to be all right so then yeah i shall clamber down as carefully as i can yeah. to rescue the probe muttering to myself the whole way down that i'm going to have to update its firmware because its collision detection system and its hazard warning system and so on should have told it about the crevasse it shouldn't have driven in here yeah this is clearly a bug i'm gonna to have to troubleshoot it all and oh, stupid bloody machines and more trouble than they're worth and yeah anyway so if you're climbing down it being quite a big crevasse right mm. and it's kind of glowing beneath i wish it wouldn't do that should we uh, have a role for you to uh, just climb down safely sure i think this is important enough that i am going to bring my changed eye into it as well that's great i think this is important enough i'm going to bring a failure die into it <laughs> yes so the last die I roll will be my change die, uh, which has come up high. Yeah. So I've got a four. I have a four as well. So give me a change roll if your change die came up high. Okay. Yep. My changed has gone up to two. So as things stand, we're on a tie. To which the obvious answer is you've gone in, but you can't get out. Yeah, I've managed <laughs> to make it to the probe. And well, I think I've worked out that I can get out again. I just can't get out again with the probe that it's the, the way up is too steep that it's awkward to try to get this little thing up with me. Also, the probe is stuck. It's stuck in a crack in the rock. There's no way it could get in there. So it's it's fallen in and it's as though the rock has literally aggressively started to squeeze it. Okay. The probe is deformed now. The track is, you know, it's really quite wedged in there. Okay, I'm going to make a change roll for that. In fact, it looks as though it's still squeezing. Okay, well, I have not failed that roll, so my change is still two. Yeah. But I think at this point, yeah, I'm just going to try my damnedest to get this thing out before it's destroyed. So this is going to be a re-roll, effectively. And I am, well, I assume I've got some tools with me. So I'm digging at the rock to try to get this out. But 
obviously doing so while on the edge of this crevasse and doing so with some degree of urgency and speed and perhaps not quite as much caution as I might otherwise use between the growth of the rock and my oxygen monitor beeping this doesn't seem like a time for excessive caution two beeps now your, your oxygen's going yeah you should really start heading back now but you'll be fine Scott's gonna die in a hole in session one I love this I'm quite looking forward to this. I don't usually kill people in the first bit. (laughs) Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content, and special programming, please join our Wolf Pack at patreon.com slash ain't slayed. Or subscribe to Ain't Slayed Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits, and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you, and good luck out there.